anytime participating in Simone's slander this week. This podcast ain't for you. If you believed us when we said we'd be discussing Donda this week, this podcast ain't for you. And if you are still pronouncing that word for an internet joke as Mimi, this, this podcast, podcast ain't, ain't for you. It ain't for you, cuz. <laughs> what up, bruh? Hello. What up? How y'all doing? Uh, this is You Mad It's a Mean Podcast, a podcast where we discuss the things you thought you gave a fuck about this week. And it's the Optimus Prime of podcasts this week. <laughs> Chuck. And Jordan. Yeah, man, and we're back. Yes. We sure are. Yes, here. Here to discuss some things. Now, this week, I feel like it's going to be a lot of, you know, uh, correcting people. I, I think this is the soapbox <laughs> episode because <laughs> this week, my my mind has just been boggled at my timeline. I yeah. can't believe the shit that I am seeing. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get to it in a second, but just just be prepared. Uh, you know, we're, we got our soapbox. We got our dial. We'll we got, definitely be preaching. We got our dove, and we standing on that shit. You feel Absolutely. me? Absolutely. Libra 2000. Do they even make that anymore? I believe so. I got to find some. I that shit used to go hard. That Piggly Wigglies are still open in certain places. What? So I believe there's a Piggly Wiggly out there with a Libra bar in it. Yes. Yes. You you have to believe to, to achieve. Uh, all right. Any Anything that's been going on with you? Any exciting news? Mm, no. <laughs> Damn, the born life of Jordan. Well, I'm I'm about the same. I'm actually working, so you know my time is being you know devoted to that shit. But other than that, still hot hot dad summer. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, happy belated to TQ. <laughs> you, you came into town this weekend, and we acted a fool. That's about it. Shout out to acting a fool. Yes, man. Uh, we did finally maybe find a new chill bar for yes. us to hang out at because SMU has ruined our favorite. Yeah. Officially. Yeah, uh, our favorite dive bar. Uh, I- I'll still pull up for like a game. Mm-hmm. I- I'll still pull up on a Sunday, you know, afternoon, watch some some football. But yeah, just a regular, regular day. Uh, our favorite bar stands Blue Note. Them little white babies took that shit over. It's bad. Yeah, and I think it'll come in waves. I think it'll die here in like a year or so. Yeah, and they'll find some other shit to go to. But for now, we had to we had to move around. Yeah. So we're we're at the AT and T Experience Level Up Arena place. I don't know what the fuck it's called, but the they exchange. got some cool spots. Yeah, the Exchange. Okay. It's like Legacy Food Hall, but not so fucking uppity. Yeah. It, it was a lot of uh, POCs there. It was a lot of Indians, a lot of Asians, a lot of Mexicans. It was a lot of everybody. And it's closer and easier for like us to meet up at. Yeah. You got to watch out for the homeless, though, because they're still do. out there in them streets. You do. And that's what I was telling somebody, because I have been pushing for the group to fuck with downtown again ever since I went a couple weeks ago on a ghost tour. Which was very interesting. If you know me, you know I don't really do haunted houses. I don't do scary movies. I don't fuck with none of that. But the the big thing about all of that is like jump scares for me is really like the issue. I don't mm-hmm. I don't fuck with the anxiety of dealing with all of that. But the history of why there are ghosts in a building is fucking fascinating for me, especially in a city that I've been living in for ten years now, basically. And um, learned a lot of shit. So I went on this ghost tour that was just like a bar crawl, basically, 
through some older buildings downtown, a couple of Masonic lodges, which is right up my fucking alley. Um, and we just learned a lot of history about Dallas and I was fascinated and it all culminated in ending in the new, in the, uh, the exchange, which is the new little like food hall downtown. And some of the bars we went to were cool as fuck. So I was like, we got to fuck with it. Yeah. And then I had a rough ass week and didn't make it, but they went and they had a great time. So I'm catch us downtown. But what I was, all that to say, I was, I've been telling people one of the things that I know is still cool about it is that the like scarier homeless people are still down there. So that's how you know it's not too overcrowded just yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. They ain't fully gentrified. They just got to the gench. Yeah. They got to the refine. Yeah. It might be on its way, but the, that reminds me of how Deep Ellum used to be. Like, yeah. you can find yourself around a certain corner. Yeah. Because you might have a run-in with somebody who may not be here with us right. <laughs> in the present, and there may be no rationalizing with them. Yeah, like, we we saw a woman, uh, we was waiting on one of our friends to uh, park the car. I thought she was taking a shit in the middle of the street. I don't think she was. She was we just don't know. squatting? Yeah, squatting, walk, squat, walk. Squat walk. I was very confused. And then the next day, uh, seeing a guy, you know, just sleep out by the library. So, uh, yeah, if you if you are going to go out there, it, it's fun. It's worth it. Just, you know, be mindful of your mm-hmm. surroundings. Speaking of overcrowding in some of our favorite places, did you see the video of the street brawl during Sunday Funday in uh, Deep Ellum last weekend? No, nah, didn't see it. I don't know what the fuck was going on, but it was down there outside of a bar on Elm. Broad fucking daylight. There's a line to get in the bar in broad daylight. That's the thing that's going on in Deep Ellum right now is these day parties are insane, mm. which kind of came from the pandemic because like you could get away with going to like eat at the table. So you're sitting down and yeah. then they would turn to parties and now they're just full blown day parties. But um, there's just a shit ton of people in the street just throwing each other left and right. Guys, girls, everybody going at each other. None of no punches landing like they look wow. drunk as shit. And there's at least 40 people in the street and this line of people trying to get in the bar just looking. And then this like group of cops just kind of walks up and then just kind of stands there. They pull. I think they had some mace. I didn't finish watching the video because literally it was just the same thing. It was just a melee in broad daylight in the middle of the street. And they just kind of, at one point, there is somebody that is kind of getting their ass beat. So they kind of go and pull some people off, but still not really. There's just somebody sitting on him. And then this one chick couldn't get up, but I couldn't tell if it was because she got knocked out or I'm pretty sure she was just too drunk to stand up. Mm. It was kind of funny, but kind of not. Well, one thing we know about Deep Ellum is it runs by its own rules. It's a lawless (laughs) uh, area, so... You know, you you may, you know, be looking at motherfuckers ride a horse, the cops and shit, or you may see a brawl or you may see, you know, somebody doing cocaine in the middle. Anything goes out there. And something else I learned. And when I said it to my dad, he was like, you didn't know that? Like, it was a known fact. So maybe you knew why it's called Deep Ellum is because the people that were out there had their own accent. And that was how they said Elm. Like, that was the joke of how they said Elm because oh. they spoke slow. And so it turned into Elm. Oh. Right? Okay, I didn't know that either. And Dad was like, yeah, duh. And I was like, what? <laughs> well, he like 50-something. He's supposed to know 50-year-old shit. That's 50-year-old knowledge. <laughs> well, I learned that on my ghost tour. Oh, okay. That's cool. Why Never folks put do that anything? shit together. I always wonder where the fuck that word Elm came from. Ah, okay. The more you know. The and m- now you see the... Ring. 
Yes, the <laughs> rainbow over our head. Speaking of motherfucking rainbows. Okay. Let, let's, let's talk about I I'm going to I want to talk about Lil Nas and his excellence first. Okay. Before we get to the baby. Okay. Uh Lil Nas is becoming Just fuck the ex, huh? Yeah, I, I forgot about that. <laughs> the ex. Uh he is becoming like the internet's perfect troll. He's up there with Giannis when it mm. comes to the trollness he is doing. Mm-hmm. Did you see that he released the unedited version of uh, his song? Oh, yeah. The song or the music video? The music video, I mean. No, I didn't see that. So he puts out a whole post. This is the, you know... Uh, the unedited, uncensored is what word I'm looking yeah. for. The uncensored version. So it goes for like 30 seconds. And then it's the YouTube wheel for the rest of the video. <laughs> as soon as like the naked scene's supposed yes. to come. So I, I clicked on I was like, let's see what the fuck really was going on. <laughs> and so I get to the, and then I like kind of scroll back. I was like, something going on with my YouTube? But the, the tracker is still going for the song. <laughs> I was like, he is genius. Genius. Everything he is doing is just trolling the shit out of everyone. Mm-hmm. And I think now the bigger picture has kind of been removed from Lil Nas X. And it's, it's on these rappers and shit. Mm-hmm. But it, the fact that he's just giving his little jabs when he can, like mm-hmm. the, the things that are pissing off, like the Bible thumpers and shit. The he's fact just having that a field day. He put out the other video. And everybody was losing their shit. And he was just in the background, just tapping his fingers together, being like, oh, just you fucking wait. Exactly. <laughs> like, you don't even know the half of you it. You don't even know the half. And you if thought he... twerking on the devil was the be- that was the end. Right. It is just the beginning. Exactly. Like, where, where can he go from here? And mm-hmm. it'll be different if he didn't have the content to back up the antics. Exactly. He's not missing with the the singers. At all. The He's... songs are lit. Yes. He's not only, you know, knocking you the fuck out, but he fucking your mama on top of the shit. And with this one, he even had a lit feature because I can't tell you how many fucking pictures I saw in the last week with the caption, I didn't peak in high school. I'm only out here getting cuter. Yes. Jack Harlow delivered one of the most quotable verses of his career so far in yes. this fucking song. Hey, man, that, that class is going to be dangerous. I'm, I'm Dangerous. I'm just excited to see yes, what is next. Yes, because they're about to change the world. Yeah. I saw somebody. So after the video came out, if you haven't seen the video, where the fuck have you been? But in the video, basically, Lil Nas X is in prison and is absolutely destroying all of the typical prison stereotypes that straight men quote unquote do and playing it up in the most gay way. Cause what's crazy is a lot of the shit that people are seeing as like overtly homoerotic is based in quote unquote hetero prison culture. But that's, that's super, super deep and I'm not going to get into the whole breakdown of it, but He's in a prison in some pink, dancing with some naked men in the showers, having his little wop moment. And then Jack Harlow's in the video and it's all dudes dancing on dudes and shit until Jack Harlow's seen. And then he's in a cell with a half naked prison guard who's a woman. Yeah. And so the first comment I saw about that was we get it, Jack Harlow, you're straight. And a bunch of people were making fun of him for saying that like, cause I was waiting too. like, what's Jack Harlow going to do when he hops on, on here and he's in prison too, when he first shows up in the video. And um, Jack was like, he tweeted and he was like, listen, every single piece of that video was written, edited, produced, and directed by Lil Nas X. It was directed by somebody else. But he was like, that was completely his vision. I would have done anything he would have said. That's what he wrote down, so that's what I did. 
Well, two things about Jack Harlow that I've learned is number one, he is a woke motherfucker who is uh, about, you know, black lives. So, you know, he's probably following suit with LGBT uh, and all of that. That's cool. But it doesn't. Jack should live in his truth. Nas is living in his truth Mm -hmm. by, you know, dancing with the people that he wants to dance with. If Jack wanted to dance with a fucking camel, let the motherfucker dance with a camel. What does it matter? Like, how can you uh, big up and congratulate little Nas for living his moment, but then condemn uh, Jack for not wanting to dance with a man? He's not attracted to fucking man. Why should he be forced to do anything? And I honestly think he would have done it. I don't even think he would have Yeah, I think he would have too. He He would not have given a shit, like he said. And that's... The, the biggest thing but really the the scene just matches his verse like what yeah. he's talking about is shown in the scene and he did everything else that was just funny to me but I definitely think he would have done it because in the verse he says y'all can't take a joke but I'm not gonna like tell y'all things like I'm not gonna argue with y'all I can't right. remember what he says I can't remember the exact it, it's close enough close yeah, enough yeah 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 so I was like I, when I started hearing that I was like okay so we because I heard the song by watching the video and I was like so what you finna do? Like you finna play with around with something? I'm ready yeah. to see it. But then he And didn't. that's probably what he was thinking about when he fucking but wrote he the started, verse for the song. Yeah, he did talk about some of the girlfriend, so I guess uh Lil Nas X that vision just that came to him, whatever. But I really think he would have done it. These people are so offended that Lil Nas X would have the audacity to be himself. And it is really funny to watch that goes back to the point i just made it's the fact that not only is he living his truth but number one i think this is the first time in hip-hop where somebody has came out and had as much potential as he had because mm-hmm. we've had it in other genres elton john fucking ellen degeneres is a p- David bunch Bowie. of yes i didn't even know he's gay so many. Well, he's not gay, but he pranced hell. They were, yeah, fluid. And you know, they were fluid, but never. I mean, David Bowie was married to a woman, and Prince was fucking women left and right. So it was like okay, yeah. As long as you, yeah. Anyway, continue. Yeah. So is is the fact that he is proud in himself and has the potential to back it up. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you can just shun him away mm-hmm. or ignore his success because your kids are gonna listen to Old Town Road to their fucking forty. The fucking call me what you want, like Panini, everything that he comes out with, you have no other choice. If you listen to the radio, you're gonna listen to his shit. Yep. So if you could, you could say he's a ploy by the mass media. You could say whatever the fuck you want. You're not gonna get rid of the motherfucker. Mm-hmm. He here to stay. Yep. So if we can sit here and look at the baby get his dick sucked on his recent video, mm-hmm. why can't we look at Lil Nas fucking twerk on the devil's dick and <laughs> be all in the fucking showers? If you don't like the shit, don't watch it. It's simple. Like, it's so simple. Why Why is everybody making a, a big deal off of this man's artwork? It is so simple. And, and he's y'all good are at what so he does. Hurt. Y'all are so mad. He's good at what he does. Man. Literally accomplished everything he wanted to accomplish with that. Yeah. I just can't be more impressed by this kid. I can't be more impressed by this generation. I really yeah. can't. Yeah, this is this is accurate, but our generation is kind of lacking right now. Oh, no, we are the boomers. If y'all haven't realized, just look at your timeline. We are the new boomers. Well, Bitching and complaining about everything. Well, I, I was kind of segueing, B. Um, the baby. Let's discuss. Okay. Because I'm, I'm kind of on the fence. I'm going to put this out there right now. I'm on the fence a little bit. I'm a little confused. D, 
do you have a greater understanding of what's going on? Because I, I got it, but I don't got it. Well, here's the thing. We've established I don't give a fuck about cancel culture. <clears throat> but he went out on his Rolling Loud performance and just said a bunch of random shit that had nothing to do with his performance. Yeah. And then backtracked but didn't backtrack and knows that what he said was fucked up but won't. Okay, so he got out there and as a call and response, which is usually like, all the ladies, put your hands together. All the yeah, fellas, yeah. put your flashlights up. You got a dollar in your pocket, raise your hand. Yeah, nah, type nah, nah, nah. shit. He said, if you ain't got AIDS, put your phone up. Okay. And then he said something about sucking dick. If you uh, didn't suck dick in the parking lot, put your phones up. So he said, ladies, if your pussy smell like water, put your cell phone light in the air. Fellas, if you ain't suck a dick in the parking lot, put your cell phone lights in the air. Keep it fucking real. They didn't even put, if you didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, any of them deadly sexually transmitted diseases that will make you die in two or three weeks, put your cell phone light in the air. So here's what people need to understand. The The problem is, is that he, he like valued and uplifted the idea that not having HIV makes you better than someone and being straight makes you better than someone. And that, and it was weird. Like you could have said anything. And the thing you chose to go with was not having HIV, being a woman with a vagina that doesn't smell like a vagina and being a man who is not attracted to penis. And it was just a really strange thing. And it goes along with too many like typical themes in hip hop that People just aren't fucking with anymore. Now, I will say that, I say that to say this. The the original, and we talked about it on this before, the original basis of hip-hop was to say whatever the fuck you felt like. You can do that. But to sit here and think that people aren't going to judge you and have consequences for that shit is a whole different thing. Now, do I believe in cancel culture? No. I think you said some dumbass shit. And you can't be mad because, you know, Boohoo dropped him. Oh, they did? Yeah, here's my thing. If you want to be a hardcore rapper, be a hardcore rapper. But the baby's thing the last year or so has been, I'm the new pop star, I'm the new rock star, I'm the rapper that's going to be mainstream. And now he's mad that people don't like what he's having to say. And he's claiming that people are twisting his words up. No, you said what you said. And you provided... The context is, we all know the call and response at a hip-hop show. It's supposed to be with the vibes of, of everything and make everybody excited. And you just excluded a part of your audience and you made it seem as though you don't want those people to be your fans or be hype at your show, basically, or be part of the experience. Mm -hmm. So what the fuck are you saying? And then you're going to apologize for one of it, but not all of it. Don't apologize at all. If you stand on what you said. I'm literally confused. Now, here's my confusion and my breakdown. We, We know the boosies. We know the TIs. We have our toxic guys in our culture. There's going to be no changing. There's going to be no fixing. They're just ignorant. They still are going to have a fan base, but they're not going to be mainstream because their views are stupid as fuck. Wrong as fuck on top of that. Uh, the baby, though, like for a guy, like you said, to, to go, this is like top five rappers right now. You got... The baby, little baby, young thug, all, all these motherfuckers. The baby's one of those guys. Why in the fuck 
did you feel like you had to say that? Like, what was on your mind? Exactly. Then? And what we're also glossing over is he brought Tory Lanez out at the That's same time. That's what I was going to bring out. Okay. Not only, not only that, not only did you do the HIV stuff, you performed after Megan. You bring out Tory Lanez. And, and the, the last time you did some shit with Tory Lanez, you claimed it wasn't about... You weren't trying to be petty. It wasn't about nothing. It was like just... You, yeah, you didn't have control over who what feature was brought out on the song. But now this is your fucking moment on stage. Yeah, this is your At set. one of the first big festivals since the pandemic. You know what the fuck you're doing. I think that's the biggest thing that irritates the fuck out of me. Sorry, I need to let you finish your point. No, go, go for it. It irritates me <laughs> that you're sitting here acting like you're just speaking your truth. And you're so hardcore and shit, but you're doing bitch ass shit. You're, this is bitch ass behavior. Mm-hmm. And then you're trying to act like it's not. And you know it is. That's why you sit here trying to defend shit that's undefendable. That's the thing that kills me. If you really believed in what you were saying, then you wouldn't have an explanation for it at all. You'd be like, I ain't got to tell y'all nothing. Yeah. But you're sitting here defending it. People are having to come because y'all know that shit is wrong. I think, I think that's, that's where it is. Don't, don't stand on something. And then once you see your company dollars and your sponsorships and everything else, that's when you want to, give a response like, oh, well, I was just talking to the fan and that was just for my fans that were there. If you weren't there, it wasn't for you. Like, dog, you are at rolling fucking loud, dog. Like, everybody, all your clips are going to be all over the place. Why? Again, (laughs) why did you have to say that? Like, why did you have, why are you going to be that guy? Because that's the lane you're in now. You're in the T.I. You're in the Boosie. It's going to be people that don't fuck with you again. Off yeah. of this one, this decision you made. Dua Lipa came out with a statement and was like, that's not the artist. Because, you know, when Dua Lipa put out this album and then she did a remix with her baby, everybody was like, well, that was a random feature. Right. But all right, go off. And that was like his like, okay, crossover, whatever. And then now she put out a statement and was like, that's not the artist that I recorded with. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's taking a step back. And it, she, this is where he fucked up. When he sided with Tory Lanez. Yeah. Ever since he sided with Tory Lanez, it just went downhill. And then there. the killer part, like I said about that is not only did you side with Tory Lanez, you're going to have the audacity to sit here and say and not stand on it. Yeah. Are you are you that guy or not? Right. You that you you're making the decisions. You're doing the shit. So just say you're doing the shit. But then right. to sit here to, to do it and then pretend like that's not what you're doing. That shit is even more frail than the other shit you were doing. Yeah. You can't be on both sides of the fence because it you, just you kills me. And one. the thing that really kills me about it is I fuck with the baby. Like, yeah. I that's why I'm really upset. Fucking All right, funny. That's why I'm, I'm confused. And right. I think he knows better. And I think he thought he was playing to. A specific crowd because I think he thought that it was going to go over well for some reason. That that shit felt very follower mentality to me. Yeah. And it, it's going back to like the little Nas thing. He put out like something was like, let me tell you like my reaction to uh, the baby shit. And it was just like the video or the link to his video. Just go watch <laughs> his music video again. Uh, As he should. Yeah. It... And that's why I really don't care about like canceling him or nothing. If a song plays, a song plays, whatever. He's not out here raping and holding young women in his basement. Yeah. Type shit. He said some stupid ass shit, and I, <laughs> I he doesn't need to perpetuate it. Like and I don't think he's homophobic. I, I don't think, think he is either. Ignorant. I truly I think, think he was just saying some. He he thought he was going off with the shit he said. Yeah, he was, and he keeps trying to virtue signal, talking about the, the some. I guess supposedly we don't even know if he's gay. The baby just called him gay because he was in the front row in a crop top. Right. And showing off something, talking about, well, he was rocking with it, so fuck y'all. 
My black friend lets me call him the N-word, so fuck y'all. Yeah. That's exactly what you sound like, stupid. Yeah. And it's, it's the climate is we're not in the 90s no more. And I think some rappers still feel like I can get away with X, Y, and Z. And, and that's the other thing is to say, I apologize for this, but not that. You equated that with gay culture, which is a bullshit thing that the same people that said that crack was a black problem said AIDS was a gay problem. That's the exact same administration did all of that all together. And at the same time, there was a rapper dying from AIDS at the same fucking time. Do some fucking research. Like you're not the, the amount of information we have on the internet and the amount of information that I know you're getting at this point, you know better. Yeah. Shut up. We, we just got to we, we gotta put them through the Chris Brown rehab. That's another thing. Did you see Chris Brown <laughs> posted a picture of the baby on his IG story and was like, dog, do your set, say your thank yous, and get the fuck off the stage. <laughs> and, somebody, and when Chris Brown Chris is Brown your is ass guy, on some oh, morals, oh, you Lord. have fucked up. You definitely <laughs> fucked up. You are doing the fucking most. Yeah. And just so we all understand, HIV is no longer a death sentence. And no. that's the other thing that he said that was incorrect in his statements. And people are undetectable now. And when they're undetectable, it's untransmittable. Do yourself a favor. It's like and all kinds of commercials. Like, dog, prep is a thing, man. All you got to do exactly. is watch the commercial and they we be are dancing moving closer and everything. And closer. And there still isn't a, a cure. And it definitely still can tear some things down. But and it's also not just a sexually transmitted disease. Yeah, there's a million babies born. That's a not an exact statistic, <laughs> but there's still babies born with it from from it being transmitted that way, and just all kinds of other things that are happening. Like, do some fucking research, stupid. Yeah, the baby acted like an infant. We we can agree. <laughs> and but no, I don't. I'm not subscribing to cancel culture, but I do think it's a brand's right to. After they just did a month, I mean, and not saying that they are the biggest advocates. I have my issues with Boohoo myself, and I don't know what other brand deals are going to happen or not happen for him going forward. But after you do a whole month of pride collection, and it's been on your front page for a month, and half of your, uh, what are they called, ambassadors are queer icons, you have to make some decisions that make sense. Otherwise, you look like you're just making shit up. I mean, at the end of the day, like, that should be common knowledge. Like, if you're fucking sponsored by McDonald's and you come out and say, motherfucker, fuck trans fats and I hate every motherfucker that ever (laughs) eat a double cheeseburger in their life, McDonald's going to be like, what the fuck is your problem? Let's get you out the paint. That's just common sense. (laughs) When you said I hate trans fats, I was thinking I hate trans and I hate fats. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they were two separate cultures of people. (laughs) Um, Let's get them all out. Because the thing that irritated the fuck out of me about what T.I. said was he was like, if Lil Nas X can stand in his truth, the baby can stand in his truth. Yes, the baby can stand in his truth. And then the baby will deal with his consequences. Lil Nas X puts his shit out knowing how y'all are going to respond to it and stands in that shit. Yeah. If the baby wants to stand in that shit that he needs to understand, we're going to call you a terrible person if you want to be a terrible person. If an alleged rapist is coming out for your to defend you, you're doing bad. You're like, doing bad. T.I. is, you know, going through his own allegations. He needs to shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. And get the fuck off the internet. Yeah. And Boosie, as much as we love Uncle Boosie, you don't need to be defending nobody neither. At all. You say, you say some of the stupidest <laughs> shit. Like, he still says the F word and shit. Like, yeah. 
Dog, like you ain't never gonna, you just gonna be the Louisiana rapper we all know. You yeah. ain't never gonna make it past. And if that's shit what you like wanna that. do, then say that shit. But don't stand sit on here it. and now, act Boosie like. Now Boosie stand on his shit. Yeah, he does. Boosie stand on his <laughs> I'll shit. I just, I'll just be in Baton Rouge. That's yeah, it. That's that's cool. Boosie stand on anything he fucking say. He don't give a fuck. Which but is baby fine. can't be mainstream. And yeah, you can't do both. Yeah, you can you either can't be a, a villain. Play by the rules or not. If yeah. you, if that's not what you believe, then you in the wrong game. Because half the people in the industry now are gay and are, yes. and they always were. That's what people need to understand now. They're like these kids now, this generation now. No, they're just actually being themselves in public. Right. What a fucking concept. Them motherfuckers always existed. <laughs> Queer people always existed. Trans people always existed. You can look in ancient cultures. I would, the soapbox. I'm going to slow down and I'm going to come back. But my point being, people just have the audacity to live out loud now because they, they might actually be able to live. They mm-hmm. might actually be able to wear something a little, a man might be able to wear something a little bit feminine and not get arrested or killed. So, yes, people are going to be very excited about that. I saw something else where somebody quoted something where it was like, why are y'all proud to be gay? Like, why do you think that it's cool to, like, run around and be prideful of that? Because they haven't been allowed to be for a couple centuries now. That question shouldn't even be answered. It's It it should never been asked. Very, very accurate. No sense. And to sit here and to act like those comments weren't disparaging is ignorant. Period. Per. <laughs> I get it, fam. Let me. We we gonna break up. We gonna break up before we talk about some old sad shit. Let me tell you an idea I had. Okay. Uh, scrolling through my timeline on Twillers. Now you know how the Double XL has a freshman class every year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh. They've had everybody from the J. Coles and the Big Shines and the Kendrick Lamars and whatever, whatever. And then they have trash motherfuckers on there, too. Whether they make it or not, not out of that class that they're in, it's up to them, right? Uh, it's luck of the draw. I think there should be someone, some kind of collective internet, whatever, that does that for, like, mean people and, like, TikTok stars and Twitter people. Because if you think about it, I was just looking online. It was a, a funny-ass chick. I took a screenshot of her fucking Twitter. Because she is hilarious for simply just mocking, like, what dudes do to her. <laughs> and she, like, puts on, like, a fake mustache, like, in a deep fake or whatever. Her uh, Twitter handle is Don't Call Me White Girl. But it's D-N-T-C-A-L-M-E-W-H-I-T-G-R-L. <laughs> and she... She's from New York, and she does, like, just a little silly mock shits about what dudes... When she was like, uh, you hit me from the back, like, mong, mong, mong. I fucking saw that shit. Yeah. I just sent that to somebody. I had to watch that shit three times before I understood what the fuck was going on. <laughs> she, why you said, not, Why you being weird to me? Why you being weird to me? What she said... Uh, I want you to put a life insurance policy on me because I'm not going to choose a I was like, that is some shit a nigga would tell a girl. Uh, so people like her are like Drewski. One are, arm on the neck, one arm on front of <laughs> <laughs> So I, I had reposted her shit and I think I said like, she's special. Like she's going places and shit like that. Because it's people like her. You, uh, I don't know if you remember like Drewski before he got big. Mm-hmm. Like shit he used to do. Or um, just who. Uh, the, the viral people we see. We see like it grows from like little things. 
into big, massive things. And I think we need to start tracking that mm-hmm. because eventually that's going to overtake not the pop star, but like that's going to be its own lane. Mm-hmm. For Drewski to go out there and like jump with Jack Harlow at fucking Rolling Loud, and this motherfucker started on Twitter and Instagram just talking shit. Or you can look at like a booze, uh, was it a boom game that like started on IG, got big, got his shit arrested, found Jesus. Like he should have been <laughs> in the class too. Like it's people that we are like focusing on and falling in love with and reposting and resharing. Some of them become bigger things. And some of them just fizzle the fuck out. We need to track. Somebody get on this shit. There are co- lists here and there because one day I was trying to figure out the name of this one influencer that I know is from Russia that reposts on my timeline all the time because a lot of my timeline is like beauty and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to figure out who the fuck she is and where she's from, and I can't figure it out. So there's there are a bunch of lists of like the top, but there needs to be a definitive where do you go to to get it from. Like we know when you go to Double XL for the freshmen. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It sound like your list is for the white people. It is. The whiteies. I feel like they a little bit more, you know, organized with they shit. Our shit, black Twitter, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying all that. It's the truth, Joy. <laughs> it's the truth. But our shit, you know what I'm saying? You can be booming. Or another one, uh, have you seen the, the chick from TikTok who goes like through these rants sounding like a, a, a news, news uh, anchor? But she's saying completely random stuff like, God, I got to pull her shit up. Cause yeah, it's, no, I don't think so. I don't know. She just came through my mind. I'll show you after we stop recording. But uh, yeah, I, I just think I, I think I'm gonna do that. Okay. Yeah, man. I think I need to just start coming up with lists. Yeah, for top sure. ten for the for the year or for the season. Right. See where they go. Yeah. Rank them out. We shall see. That'll be interesting. Yeah, that was just on my mind. Uh, so let's get back to some more sad shit. Okay. Simone Biles, dog. Dog. Bruh. So let me preface this by saying I haven't really been watching the Olympics, just catching the random what? shits. Like, well, I've been catching random stuff here and there. It just comes on at such a weird time. Yeah, it do. It do. It do. <laughs> and um, like the other day I watched the the single paddle slalom or some shit. It mm-hmm. was the the rapid kayaking. And they look stupid as fuck. <laughs> Motherfucker. Motherfucker. <laughs> Fucker, they be really trying. They look stupid as shit. And when the when they go back upstream, I'm just like, for what? Like, how your arms that strong? It don't make any sense. But that being said, and I've caught things here and there. It never fails when volleyball's on. I have something to do and I can't watch and it's fucking irritating. Or I catch the replay, but I already know who won. Like, I wanted mm-hmm. to watch the basketball game, but I already knew that the U.S. team got their asses whooped. Yeah. Not to mention, the girls in the three-on-three are kicking like ass. Like, beating everybody else. But we're talking about the men. But anyway. Of course. And Luca went the fuck off. Of course. Anyway. Um, so, coming into the gymnastics final, I ended up watching some gymnastics videos because there's a girl from our hometown that is coming up kind of big in the gymnastics scene and has a chance to be on the U.S. team for Worlds next year. Mm. She represented the U.S. as an alternate at the Pan Am Games for her. She's in, like, still juniors or whatever, but I think next year she'll be on the big stage. Um, so I ended up watching a lot of videos, and so now the shit's popping up on my timeline. And so this uh, Simone Biles, like, docuseries kept popping up, but I didn't know where it was, and I was like, I'm not going to watch that. It's on Facebook Watch, and then as we were getting closer to the gymnastics finals, I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch this shit. So I watched it. It's like five episodes on Facebook Watch. It doesn't take long. Freaking fascinating. 
and will give you a lot more insight into what is going on in Simone's mind. Well before she decided she, or whatever the fuck happened, happened. Well, uh, I've been watching the Olympics, I'd say on a scale of one to ten, a solid seven and a half. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll stay up late at night, watch, because it's swimming and shit. Ledecky's supposed to be the goat, goat, goat. She got her ass whooped in a few races, so I was just watching that. And, you know, it's supposed to have pride for America and shit. Uh, I watched uh, the gymnastics when they were doing the qualifying. And you can tell then something was going on with Simone because, like, the faces she was making after the shit she was doing and even after she qualified and everybody knew she was a shoe-in, like, nobody's going to outbeat Simone for the team or the individual. Like, she is the gold standard. But she was putting so much pressure on herself as if her life depended on a fucking trap. Uh, the the polls, like <laughs> the faces she was making, I was like, damn, why is she so stressed? And even after they interviewed her, she was like, you know, I put so much pressure on myself and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, hopefully, like, she shakes back. Like, hopefully she knows who she is. Um, but it got the best of her. And she stepped, uh, originally she stepped down from the team event. Uh, and then she stepped down from individuals. So she completely removed herself from all gymnastic events. And the the internet was kind of split. Like, yeah, some people were saying, like, you got to push through that shit. And I feel like Naomi set the standard, of, what was that, a month ago, mm-hmm. for athletes everywhere. And really before Naomi, Kyrie was doing it before Naomi. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, Kevin Love was kind of the one that originated. Uh, and if we really want to talk about it, fucking um, Beast Mode Skittles was doing it. Yes, it's, it's been athletes uh, in our history that have done it. And it's kind of been by the wayside. But the first time everybody stopped and paid attention was Naomi, Naomi Osaka. she stepped off of one of the biggest stages yeah, possible. Yeah, she was like... Fuck y'all. Before the Olympics, yeah. which was even crazier. And then she came back and was like, yeah, I'm ready for the Olympics. And then ended up losing. <laughs> yeah, uh, they got beat. But uh, more power to the athlete for understanding. Because we we have days at our regular jobs where we get overwhelmed. And we need to take personal days. And we need to take sick days. Or we need a vacation. The only thing that I, like, damn, that sucks is you train four years for that moment and that's when you like get caught up in in yourself and she had long decided this is her last olympics yeah so is you know you you're done you're done you know she was like i can't do this anymore and that's why i think people need to understand we're not just talking about someone who just got overwhelmed and and that was i saw somebody who was like uh love watching all these regular ass people who can't even do regular ass shit judge the greatest of all time because it's undisputed like this is not something we can talk about it's not a debate across the world she is the undisputed best gymnastic gymnast of all time for now someone might be her later but this year even the person that's gonna win that won the gold all around suny suny bless her go off girl yeah she knows she's not as good as simone And there's no, there's no question. Like, that's not even a, a debate. When they had to change the rules for Simone Biles, like, Simone, you can't do some of this shit. We have to lower your score. If you decide to do it, that's how you know you're the best. She made up moves, bruh. She came up with her own special Simone Biles double twisty loop-de-loop shit that nobody else could do. She has a skill in three different events that are called the Biles. Yes. Like, how, how great could you be? So let's set the scene before this. And if you watch this series, you'll find this out. So first of all, she had decided this is her last Olympics. So she was pushing harder than she had ever pushed. 
making sure she was doing it. And at that time, she was already at the point of, like, thank God, because I don't think I can do this much longer. I know I can't do this much longer. I've been doing this for 15 years mm-hmm. now. This is it. I just got to push for this one last thing, and I'm done. And, you know, in just like your regular workout, you're running a mile. You come up on the little last couple of meters, or let's say you're doing it on a track. You hit that last lap. You're like, thank God. I only have this last lap. I'm just going to have to push through this lap. You go into your finishing kick with the last little bit of energy that you have left. And then boom, the track gets extended for another two laps. That's what happened with the pandemic. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about that shit. And she had to figure out what the fuck am I going to do? I was literally, that was February. That summer was supposed to be the games. Yeah. She was literally starting into her last lap push for that and she was already burnt out and over it but knew she had this is the last thing this is my last hurrah i'm gonna go do this and so she was already dealing with that then i deal with the pandemic couldn't see anybody was home alone um and then she got this little boyfriend so now she has like a life outside of the gymnastics gym so she's starting to come into her own she's 20 she just turned 23 i think Sure, we'll go with that. Maybe 26. <laughs> Something. She's mid-20s. She's figuring out who she is outside of gymnastics. And she's allowed to do that. And she's ready to start that life. Right. Like, this is it. Like, she's been doing this for way too fucking long. <laughs> and putting her body through way too fucking much. Just because she makes it look easy don't mean it doesn't take a fucking toll on her. She yeah. performed at Worlds with, like, a broken or a strained tendon or something. Or mm-hmm. a broken a little, like, hairline fracture or something. And that shit is painful. Not to mention the mental shit. Not to mention having to be on stage all the time. Not to mention the way people fucking talk about you all the time. And then on top of all of that, you get back from the pandemic. You can go see Olympics now, but you're not going to have any of your family with you. Yeah, no support. And she literally says she thrives off the crowd. And she has said that she calms down when she walks into the stadium and sees her parents. That's what gets her adjusted and ready to go in competition mode. And that's not there. Right. And she did psych herself out a little bit because she said, I'm pretty sure I'm I'm really nervous for how I'm going to react to not having anybody in the arena. <clears throat> and she had just kind of gone through this in Texas, but not really at, uh, the last final they went to. And then on top of all of that, that no one is discussing is she had to come to terms with the fact that she was sexually assaulted. She wasn't even aware that she was. And she talks about that in the docuseries I was watching. She was like, she saw everybody talking about it, but she felt like she didn't get the worst of it. She had just been touched in weird places. And she was like, that was just something that happened. They all just thought it was normal out there at that ranch. And she literally said one of the things she was dreading about getting ready for this next Olympics was going back to the ranch. She did not want to go. None of them wanted to go. And they all dreaded. She was like, everything was called like stations. So you went through your stations and one of your last stations was recovery with the doctor to make sure your body was right. That's part of the process. And they all dreaded that shit. And she said, we would all talk about it, but it was normal. So we were like, yeah, I guess this is just what you have to do. Like, this is just part of being a world-class athlete kind of a thing. And she went through this for years, had to come to terms with that shit. And then someone who doesn't like speaking out had to convince herself to speak out and deal with what comes from that afterwards. And her speaking out ended up being the final nail in the coffin that finally pushed everything along and made sure that he was prosecuted the way he was supposed to be prosecuted. And they fired the Olympic committee fired. Um, what's her name? 
um, the same lady that's been over all this, which is another thing. Everybody was like, Carrie started bringing up Carrie Shrug doing her vault on her broken foot. The same bitch that pushed her to do that instead of letting her sit down and just take her silver and or whatever she she may not was even gonna meddle. I don't remember that made her go do that. Yeah, she did it. But that's the same bitch that's been okay with them being sexually assaulted this whole time. Mm -hmm. Like Marta ain't shit. I can't think of her last name. So that should kill me too. Like no, that doesn't make it okay because she won a gold medal off of that shit. I don't know. It was just people really killing me talking about you can't call yourself the goat and not push through. Oh, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like she is the goat. There is no other way. And then on top of all of that shit, the Olympic committee then told you, you can do your little trick, but we're not going to give you the points for it. Right. Why the fuck would you go out there and spend your body? You showed the world. I could do the trick and they're not going to give me the points. So why the fuck would you go and throw your body? And then as an athlete, why would you want to go do less than what you know you can do? But if you do your best, you're not, not going to get the even reward get for it. What None of it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we we all have our days, bruh. And we're regular folk. Just, exactly. Just imagine the entire world is looking at you, expecting you to do X, Y, and Z. And like you said, this was an extra year on top of the shit that she wasn't supposed to be going through. She's supposed to be retired right now. Hanging out with her little Houston boyfriend. Yeah, that said he didn't know who she was. <laughs> motherfucking lie. The fuck you don't know this little black girl? She four foot two. <laughs> he said, oh, she got a lot of followers. I guess she must be kind of good. Man, get the fuck out of here. You know exactly <laughs> what the fuck she is. But yeah, man. It, but more power to her if that is what's going to help her mental health get better. Then, then by all means. I also read an article today that she was also suffering from something they call the spins or spinning or... Something like that, where it's like a, a vertigo thing that happens when you're doing all that tumbling and oh, stuff. Oh, shit. And it's something that they fight through and push through all the time. And it was just another added fucking factor. Yeah, it was a cornucopia of bullshit. Of bullshit. Yeah. And she can do whatever the fuck she want to do. Exactly. I do. One of my favorite things, and if I get around to social media this week, I will post it on the Instagram, is... Uh, there's a like a blogger or a podcaster for Sports Illustrated that got on there and said like she doesn't owe you anything, but the the image that Sports Illustrated used as the the like thumbnail is a picture of her looking like defiant in her in her leotard saying Simone doesn't owe you shit. She doesn't. And that's my favorite little image that kind of sums it all up. This, it, let me say this and then we can go on to the next topic. People, we look at our athletes, we look at our public figures, and we expect them to be perfect all of the time. We expect the LeBrons to always be LeBrons. We, the Naomi's, you're supposed to be your, your idol. You're supposed to continue on. The same thing with Simone. Like, we expected Simone, or the, as a collective, we expect Simone to go out there and continue to, you know, do the greatness that she's showed us. It's they're human too. Like at the end of the day, dog. Like if if it don't work out, it don't work out. We shouldn't look at her less because of it. She shouldn't lose sponsorships. Like she is still nobody can outdo what she does. She should go down as the goat, goat, Goldie. And now she has a cute little mascot, Goldie. What the fuck is that? That is the rhinestone goat head that was on her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now okay. will be her new merch. Matter of fact, she need to sell fucking merch with Goldie on it. I don't know, because that is technically a 
property of the the company that makes the leotards mm-hmm. but they need to go in business and make shirts that needs to be her like ken griffey jr the swinger yeah and like her jump man is goldie and, and i will buy that shit and then she should get a shirt that says fuck this shit i'm out <laughs> fully yeah man uh, let's see let's see let's it's see it's just see. the timeline was just filled with the fragilest of masculinity that was the other thing that killed me. It was a lot of dudes that had a lot to fucking say. It, it's always... That couldn't make the JV football team. Yeah. That I really wanted to be like, the fuck are y'all talking about? Y'all sound so stupid right now. Right. And it's so unattractive. And not that they give a fuck if I'm attracting them or not, but I've never been so like... this. People's opinions on this Simone Biles shit really changed my opinion of them. Mm-hmm. And I tried to let one situation change my mind about people, but this was one where I was like, oh, you don't love yourself. Got it. Yeah. You clearly expressed that by what you just said about that situation. And it just shows like when they're in stressful situations, instead of like taking a step back or trying to look at the bigger picture, they power through. And that's not always the the best thing to do in all situations. Sometimes you need a breather. Sometimes you need to reevaluate shit. You don't have to be fucking Superman all of the time. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not entertained by the motherfucker that puts their head through the wall, but I'm going to be cooler with the person that sits back and watch you and laughs at your dumb ass yeah. that didn't do it. Yeah. Or if I am going to put my head through the wall, like, after this, I take a break. Or, like, <laughs> you know, you, you got to... You're going to be stupid. Be stupid and calculated in this motherfucker. I just could not believe how little confidence... Some of y'all have out there because y'all clearly, yeah, don't they can't even yourselves. do a fucking uh cartwheel and got the nerve to talk about Simone Biles, what the fuck she can do, even that your supervisor in your ass every week because you can't even fucking finish <laughs> a simple task and you want her <laughs> to go can't. through a pandemic and deal with all this bullshit. You can't even write a proper email, you, you can't even <laughs> punctuate an email correctly. Two, two, or two head ass, and you got the nerve to fucking argue. The fuck out of here. With the goat. Some niggas make millions, other niggas make memes. What we do need to talk about. Okay. Is we made a proclamation at the end of last week's episode. We did. I believed it. I don't know why. You know what? I did too, and I knew better. I knew better because the the stars were aligned. <laughs> they they showed us history repeated itself, and I I just ignored it. You ignored it because this is why I ignored it. Uh, because he came out with that commercial with uh, Shikari, mm-hmm. and it said the album's coming out Friday. Mm-hmm. So I was like, maybe Nike knows something mm-hmm. that that common Nike sense knows something. Apple knows something. So surely, surely Kanye is actually surely, on a timeline. Uh-uh, Kanye no. West. Didn't drop Donda, y'all. Yeah. We, Here I, we are a week later, still no Donda. You don't know how many times I checked my Apple app. I mean, refreshing, closing like, let me the close door, it, closing the app, opening it may, back up. Let me maybe check it's on title. title. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know we ain't put it on Spotify. I know we ain't put that bitch on Spotify. Bruh, it, w- he really bamboozled us. Bamboozled. Uh, With a pantyhose on his face. Yeah, man. So, like we were discussing. <laughs> <laughs> Like we discussed in the the episode before, uh, he is he was in the uh, Mercedes Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Uh, turns out he moved in that bitch. 
he moved in that bitch. I will say, the memes, lovely, yes. loved it. Uh, what was that? So all of this happened. What was it? Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so because the album was supposed to drop Friday. Friday, yeah. So Saturday or Sunday, there was a soccer game. Yeah, and they just see Kanye West in his all red. <laughs> Fucking He's been wearing the same on. outfit for a week now. Yes, just walking around. <laughs> Somebody said, please don't tell me Kanye West Phantom of the Opera. The fucking, <laughs> <laughs> the fucking stadium, which he kind of is. Did. <laughs> More power he to him. He posted a picture of the room because everybody said it was a rumor. And everybody was like, nah. And then sure enough, he has a little room up in there. And supposedly I saw today he's paying a million dollars a day to be in there. And I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised either. He says return on investment is worth it. Yeah. Um, but he's yeah. still working on the album. Apparently he has different people coming in and out of the stadium <laughs> to uh, work on it, apparently. So good for him, I guess. So I fucking funny. And did you see, I hate these people because it's going to turn out bad at some point. But have you seen the people that fake their way into events? And this guy yeah. who faked his way into better seats than Kim? What? <laughs> and by better, so he faked his way by being a crew member of some sort. He took a fucking picture, like, because uh, since it's Donda, there's, um, I guess the album art is already released or thought of, maybe, possibly. Mm-hmm. And so somewhere on the internet is this framed picture of her that I'm sure was posted for one reason or another that he found and he photoshopped so that it looked like a badge and looked like the album cover made the badge walked right on the fu- in into the fucking stadium as if he was a photographer or a videographer. Damn. So he was on the floor and at some point he turns around to record the crowd and there's box seats on the on the stadium floor like uh, how Dallas has right there, those little bar ones. And that's mm-hmm. where all the Kardashians were. It was right there. So he turns around and is recording Kim holding one of the babies. Oh, just man. looking. She low-key looked a little pissed off. And they were all in red. I said, okay, we showed up for yeah. the assignment. Yeah, Kanye definitely sent out that, that mass text message. Should have Here's your dress chat. code. Motherfucker, not dress code. Here's your dress. Oh, true. This is Kanye we're talking <laughs> about. Uh, yeah, I don't... There was a theory going around that we're never going to get the album. I was saying that. Yes. I said it before we left, and that I've been telling that all week, too. Like, what if this is the album that never gets heard? Yes, that the only form that we got was there in the stadium and he's never going to release it. yeah that's what i was saying yes and then um one of my friends was like uh shout out to nick he was like well, kai's just mad because lutein got a secret album and now he won one too well it wasn't secret that uh mark shrill bought the album for like yeah. 16 million that's and then we never got it from there but yeah. it was an actual fucking album yeah not well that's what i mean like an album that no one like has really heard whatever whatever happened to mark is he still in jail I don't fucking know. I gotta Google that shit. He was all over. He was fucking the original Elon. That motherfucker was everywhere ripping people the fuck off till they put his ass under the under the jail. Let me Google him. Siri, remind me of that shit, bitch. Appreciate you. Uh, but yeah, hopefully we'll get the album. I, I think it's going to be worth the wait. He said the new date is next weekend. I'm not believing shit he says. <laughs> He did the same shit with the the last three albums. He done yeah, did this shit. I'm pretty sure he said August. So not next weekend. I want to say he said August 3rd. He lying. Well, that's a random ass Tuesday. Well, Tuesday, things drop on Tuesdays, right? Not music. Oh, okay. Well. Uh, Kanye capping. <laughs> Kanye is capping and I'm not here for it. 
Some niggas make millions, other niggas make memes. All right, bro. Go and wrap us up. I started to say that this week we learned, but we already knew that people with no self-esteem talk the loudest on the internet. Usually, I don't make these so pointed, but this week, be a little more discerning with what you post. We get it, bro. Your penis is small. Damn. <laughs> For all y'all little dick motherfuckers out there. And the little dick energy that you are projecting across the worldwide all web. All over the place. Just spewing <laughs> that shit. Hey, man. Again, like always, uh, if you listen all the way through, please go and give us a little shout out or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Fuck with us. Y'all, did y'all did y'all notice? I made him unplug the smoke alarm. So now when my house goes up in fucking flames, <laughs> we can blame Jordan. Now I got another one on the other side of my hallway, so I'll just buy. I'll go to Home Depot. Fuck it. Uh, but anywho, whatever you do out here in these streets, just don't be the next meme. Holla. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs>